The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge Podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, there are plenty of teams that are on the move all around the NBA. I mean, I wish the Lakers could be doing more, but look, that's beside the point. And as we head closer to the All-Star Weekend, uh, we'll look into that and we'll break it all down, as well as the state of the Clippers with Clutch Point beat writer Tomer Zarli on today's episode. I'm Miles Gray. And I'm Jack O'Brien. And this is Miles, Miles and Jack on Mabusties. Oh, Hey, good. when you say the NBA teams are on the move, do you just mean they're moving around on the court? Because that's definitely nah, just, true. They're making moves. They're making moves up and down the, the standings. I'm oh, just, I'm, I see I'm feeling bad. Mean. We're static. I feel like some, we're stagnant. Others, there's movement. But yes. Because there's also, they have away games. So they have to travel to those, which involves movement. Oh, yeah. They're, the hey, they're moving. These, these, <laughs> these crazy guys are moving all around the country. We'll see where they end up <laughs> it's next. It's pretty I mean, wild. LA uh, Lakers are in New York? The heck is that about? Uh, but yes, <laughs> to welcome our guest, Tomera Zarli. Welcome, welcome, man. Thank you for joining us on hey, Lucy. Appreciate you having me. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, thanks for doing it. So lifelong NBA hoops hoops head, man without a country a little bit, but you cut you kind of pulled for the Clippers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I'll be honest, I was a li- I'm a lifelong Braun guy. I mean, I grew up watching okay. him, so that that's kind of my guy. Um, I mean, yeah, again, like like I said, I just. Uh, Kind of just didn't want to root for the uh, you know the team that everyone was rooting for growing up here in LA. <laughs> uh, everyone was going for the Lakers. It seemed too easy for them at the time. You know, three, sure. oh two, they were just winning championships left and right. It's like too easy. So right. I said, let's make life hell. Uh, let's go to the opposite end of the spectrum. Let's <laughs> make life absolute hell. And uh, I mean, yeah, I've been covering the Clippers now for about seven years. Uh, I mean, also games were more affordable uh, to go to. Honestly. Oh yeah. So it was just it's easier to to get into the into the team and into the sport that way. So. 
uh, yeah, I've covered him seven years now, and uh, it's been a blast. I, I love it, honestly. Yeah. Has it been painful for you since, like, being split allegiance with LeBron on the Lakers now? No, I mean, honestly, the first two years were, were, were you know, there's a lot of, you know, being starstruck and learning the way of how, of how things go. But it's been, I think my, I'm pretty objective now. I just, I'm just a basketball fan, to be honest with you. And, you know, yeah. um, I did get to interview LeBron for the first time last year, and that was one of the, you know, the long I hadn't been starstruck in a long time until I asked him a question. I was like, oh, I'm asking Bron a question. That's the guy <laughs> yeah. I watched growing up, you know, 10, right. 12 years ago, and now I'm asking him a question. So you hear um, his voice come out of his head, and you're like, that's LeBron James's voice coming out. And of- I'm talking to that voice. <laughs> yeah, and let me tell you, the, the 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 aunts and uncles who see that, and you know, oh, yeah. the parents obviously got to post that on on Facebook yeah. and let the family members know. So the full um, back it- tattoo of that moment that you went and got right after. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, embedded in history. Uh, but no, yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty objective now. I, 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 I'm just a general basketball fan. I like watching, you know, I'll, I'll watch hoops 24 seven. I got league pass. My TV's on NBA TV when there's no games on. So I'm just a hoops at this point. Who's your like, okay. If, if you, you know, as a fan, what's like the next team you, you're like, I really like what I'm seeing out of them. I really like the thunder for one with Shea Gildas Alexander. Yeah. Um, I'm a big Sacramento guy ever since they had DeMarcus Cousins I, I really just rooted for him and the Kings because they have such a passionate fan base but really never felt like they can get over the hump so like yeah. I remember this year I, on one of our pods I, I predicted they were going to make the playoffs not even be a play-in team and I got laughed at so wow. I'm definitely uh I'm definitely enjoying this and for the Kings the Thunder I would say um I think those are my two teams I always like watching Damian Lillard Lillard he's, he's fun to watch um you know, he's been really fun to watch yeah. lately yeah, I, no, I love watching Dame when he is like just has it going, and you know it's going in before it even leaves his hand. When he's stepping into those thirty-five footers, you just just got a good feeling about those. The, the, the confidence yeah. and the swagger he pulls up, he walks yeah. into those, just like it's almost like I think that's this, going in. Yeah, and like the slower he moves, you're like, oh, he, I don't, I just know by how slow he's moving, this is going in because he's yeah. just like, I'm, I'm just seeing the matrix and yeah. just moving within it, and you're like, yeah. yeah, there it goes. Yep, man's at his own pace and. Pulls up to yeah. 35 and hits it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Things it's are slowing amazing. down so much for him that they slow down for us watching him. It's like, wait, <laughs> what? How, do, how does that how, Time's work? dilating for me as well on a yeah. Twitter video clip? How? I mean, that's real with Luca. We're going to talk about some, some Luca performances, but man, he seems to be moving. I, I feel like that would be a very frustrating person to guard if I were an NBA player and just seeing him do things in slow motion. It really is so casual and so just feels yeah. effortless for him. It's it's amazing. That's what I think is so that's so like it draws me in because I think it because he's so slow moving, not like in a bad way, like he right. moves at the speed he needs to. It just underlines his like mastery of shooting too. They're like, Yeah, he just he, you can't. He's like the old wise man on the mountain, basically. I always think of him as like very quick though. You when you are you talking about like his step backs and like, yeah, and just, just like when, like he he has a casualness to his shooting that I mean like that's what I mean that's what I mean like not slow yeah. but like it's there's he doesn't feel like he's frantic when he shoots he's so calm and collected that it right. feels like it's slow like he's like yeah man I got this right. just confident it's not going to get blocked whereas if I was shooting and somebody's within four feet of me I would close my eyes and turn my face away before I release oh, yeah. the ball, because I would be so certain that I was, about, I was about to get sent. I was noticing that with Chris Middleton, too. I was watching the uh, Bucks-Pelicans game, and he just, he shoots the most contested shots. Like, he is just like, it doesn't matter. He, w- he will shoot 
when you have your hand in his face and aren't like moving anywhere. He'll still right, just like right. put it up. He's like, thank you. Yeah. That's just, yeah. And they're two of the best shooters in the league. So, I mean, speaking of shooters, let's talk about the Clippers, the best three point shooting road team out there. Uh, I, I witnessed that recently when the Lakers Why played would the happen? Clippers. Oh, I just remember a certain <laughs> point. I was like, they're shooting 65% from three. That's and I, right. I did and I turned into a husk of a man and I blew away in the wind in a thousand yeah. pieces because uh, I was so destroyed <laughs> by that. Like every, every single thing was dropping. Like, how are you feeling? I mean, like, you, you, you're, y'all are cooking right now. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the biggest thing for them, I've said this for a while, is just they, they've got to stay healthy. They, they're going to be a contender if they stay healthy. Their problem is they just can't put together more than four, five, six games fully healthy. I mean, at the halfway point of the season, I think they played four games fully healthy total, none of them consecutive. And two of those games saw Kawhi coming off the bench, which, like, Hailu said it was disgusting and nasty is the word he used. And <laughs> Kawhi was like, no, that was killed immediately. So, like, I don't even know if you really count those. Um, I mean, yeah, if they stay healthy, I still think they need a backup center. I think at the start of the year, I, I even thought they needed one um, just to, you know, give Ivica Zubat some, some, some rest and not have to play him 40 minutes a night. Uh, some nights, but uh, yeah, if they stay healthy, they'll be okay. I think th- they got a, a really good, you know, nucleus here, a good core, um, good offensively. I think they're the best defensive team in the West, and I think they're third overall. I want to say in um, in like defensive rating. So uh, they're up there. They're up there right now. They just got to string games together, um, stay healthy. There's no back to backs here until after the All Star break. I think like March second and third. So they got a good stretch here to put, to put some good games together. Um, I think the next ten or eleven. I believe it is, and and really stay healthy and put together some wins and see what they can do, really. Yeah. And, like, with the trades, like, you know, the rumors, you know, there's a lot of Fred Van Vliet talk, uh, but it sounds like you more like, you got your eye on Mason Plumlee, maybe? Yeah. I, or what I you would, think? Of, like, what, what? how do you feel? Because I feel like those are the two rumors I've heard a lot about, like, swirling around the Clippers. I mean, I think there's, there's there was a lot of, there was a lot of Miles Turner buzz, for one, um, but I think that was with a lot of teams. But, yeah. um, Mason Plumlee is obviously a guy who, He's having a career year right now. I think he's averaging 16 and 11 in January quietly because Charlotte is awful and no one watches yeah. them. Um, Isaiah Hartenstein, their former player, uh, who was there last year, he's another option. I think the Knicks are obviously playing him more now because of the injury to Mitchell Robinson, but he's the guy who I think was on the radar. Tyloo knows how to use him. Uh, I can't say he's being used to perfection in New York under Tom Thibodeau. Um, so I think that's another option as well. And I, I think there's there's different... Uh, guys around the league, whether it might be like a, a 10 day type of guy or a, I think they have a trade exception still available so they can also absorb someone into that. Uh, I believe it's about eight or 9 million. So um, there's options out there. It's just with the Clippers, you, you never, you almost never see the deal um, that's rumored done. Like last right. year with Norman Powell and Robert Covington, that came out of left field. I don't even think people knew that Norman Powell was available. Um, you know, the year before that, I think, uh, they treated Lou Williams. That was the only one that I felt like it felt like it could, it could happen. But even, you know, going years before that, you had the Blake Griffin trade, you had the Tobias Harris trade to Philly. So like there's a bunch of things around that, but whatever's rumored usually isn't the, what ends up happening. So uh, they kind of work in silence. My, my kind of opinion on it is anything you hear might be other teams leaking it um, because it's certainly mm-hmm. not coming from them. You know, they're yeah, maybe right. trying to get some leverage or trying to get other teams involved or something like that. So, uh, the one thing I've learned, this team really doesn't leak, and anything you hear probably is from another team with, with a specific angle. So mm-hmm. um, uh, I, I really, you mentioned Fred Van Vliet. I'm not really sure that a, a point guard is what they need. I mean, they went out this past offseason, got John Wall. 
who hadn't played, who I think played 40 games in about three years. Um, I mean, look, he's been solid, but again, a guy who hasn't played three years, a guy who's a former star acclimating to a bench role, um, playing limited minutes, that's not easy. Uh, it's not yeah. easy at all. So uh, they've had to, it's been a process get, getting him acclimated. And, you know, he started the season off well, then had a rough stretch here, uh, was playing well before he got injured. So, um, you know, it, it's a long season, a lot, lot of ups and downs. I, I don't personally feel a point guard is what they need right now. I never really felt that way. Right. Um, because you have a guy like Terrence Mann who can, you know, be your Swiss Army knife and play your point guard, play your shooting guard, play your three or four. Um, you have Reggie Jackson, obviously. So I felt like they had the pieces of Fred Van Vliet. I mean, unless you're trying to construct the 2019 Raptors all over again. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe I, I could see it. It, it. I don't think it'll, it'll hurt because there was a stretch where they lost about six in a row. And I think eight of 10 or eight of 12, and it was looking bleak. It was looking really bad. So, you know, when you win, things look better. Yeah. He has Fred Van Vliet like had a bad season or something because it does feel like people are like, yeah, you gotta get get rid of Fred Van Vliet. Prior to January, he was struggling quite a bit, I would say, with the shooting, and I think he was doing a bit more off the ball stuff, yeah. um, which I think he kind of attributed uh, to a slow start. Obviously, you got Scotty yeah. Barnes and OG, so they all got to handle the ball. That being said, Fred Van Vliet is, is a really really good player. Um, yeah. The thing is, anyone on the Raptors, this is this is you know I, I've talked about this with some guys, like anyone in the Raptors is going to have a heavy heavy like medical history and, and they, like they have a they've been playing like 40 minutes a night if you look at the minutes per game for these guys it's like pascal siakam and fred van Vliet near the top right. uh, every year for the past like four years so you get these guys they have yeah. history man you got to be careful you got you can't be playing them what the raptors are playing them because they're going to break down um and i think that's a bit of the, the worry you got to pay these guys what are you gonna have to trade to get those guys and what does their history look like yeah all that has to factor into it and, and you have to worry about team chemistry a guy like um, Reggie Jackson, you know, when he wasn't starting a few games, when he wasn't playing a few games ago uh, with John Wall in the rotation, uh, he was a little frustrated, uh, and, and it showed. So yeah. you don't want to mess with team chemistry at the same time. There's a lot of things to balance. There's just so many things to balance. It'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I guess we can look forward to being surprised by it being none of these things and being something that totally <laughs> right, takes right. us by surprise because uh, a lot of people don't know this, but the the Lil Wayne line, real G's move in silence like lasagna, like lasagna. was about Lawrence Frank. Like he's, yeah. <laughs> he's on the record saying that that's about Lawrence Frank. Um, yeah. So. The, or I think the real bar was Lawrence Frank moves in silence. Uh, but yeah. then he did the, the thing, the bar didn't actually worked out, but he really wanted to underline that moment. <laughs> I thought it was about Jerry West. He was a consultant and really, you know, worked his way, worked his magic. That's what I thought. It was. Well, yeah. We'll have that's to right. ask. We'll have to ask. We'll yeah. have to ask. Also just the, the idea of having somebody who can shoot, who has playoff experience, finals experience, like Fred Van Vliet, just really, really appeals to me as a Sixers fan because I don't know, man. They're, the Sixers are putting something together. They've won seven of their last eight. The the Magic are unbeatable giant killers, but I still <laughs> the Celtics. Look, well, whose whose door do they knock on next? It's like that That's Grim right. Reaper meme. <laughs> <laughs> the Sixers had a huge win this week yeah. against the Nuggets, top team in the West, uh, MVP leader Jokic. Everybody's like he's. He's locking it up for a third year in a row. And then Embiid, you know, dominated him. Mm -hmm. Or as Bill Simmons, Bill Simmons said he grabbed the race by the, you know, what's. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't acknowledge. He's trying to curse y'all. He's, He's trying to curse y'all with that. I mean, we know that he believes in like reverse janks and this is the reverse, reverse janks. And yep. the he's clearly trying to get Embiid, uh, you know, ha have him have a, have a bad run here. But, um, I don't know. I still 
all, all the playoff talk is like, I need to see, I don't know, we still, we still rely on two players who haven't done it in the playoffs. And Embiid, it's been really bad luck with like his face repeatedly getting broken. <laughs> right. um, and, but with Harden, I don't know, man. I'm a believer in the Sixers. I'm a believer in them. Absolutely. I think, I think they got it. They got to figure it out right now. I mean, obviously that, that loss of the magic isn't, isn't working well, but Tyrese Maxey's been fantastic for them now that, now that he's healthy. James Harden is looking like a legit point guard. I think he's averaging like 20 and 10 very, very quietly this year. Yeah. I don't think people have talked about him enough. Yeah. yeah. Tobias Harris has been solid, gotten better as a defender. So, like, their top four might be the best top four in the league. But, Tomer, uh, yeah. do they go past the second round? That's the question. That's the question. It's all, it's all luck, man. It's, it's all, I mean, who, <laughs> right. who, who did they lose to last year? The Heat. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's a lot of luck, a lot of matchup-based, you know, uh, situations, but... And Embiid's face was broken at the beginning of right. that and missed yeah, games and heard. came in <laughs> out of shape and right. it's a bad that, run. Tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was tough. You stay, you stay healthy. Um, you got P.J. Tucker on your team uh, this year. Um, another year under Tyrese Maxey's belt, another year under, you know, James and James had a training camp with Embiid this year. They, they you know, forming a, a good one-two punch here. So I, I, I can see it, man. I, I really can. I thought, the, the the thing with this with the Celtics for me was like last year they were clearly the better team in the finals until the Warriors just found what worked for them defensively. Right. Like the Celtics could not capitalize on their athleticism. And I worry about that happening again over the course of a series where a team will be able to figure them out. So like I, that's why I'm, I'm don't get me wrong, they're still the favorites in the East, but I could see Philly making a run for sure. I could see Milwaukee making a run for sure. Like I don't think it's that clear cut right now. Milwaukee looks really good to me. Uh, yeah. Have you seen uh, the Giannis? The oh G- Giannis, Giannis, yeah, Giannis. Uh, <laughs> Johnny, he's he's yeah. really when he's it, when he's got it going, he's as dominant as as anyone. Oh yeah. But anyways, I just wanted to mention the Sixers because I know our listeners are like, you guys don't talk about Embiid, you don't talk about the Sixers <laughs> enough. So I had to I had to mention it real I had quick. To just mention it. You know what's funny? I actually when they played the Clippers here a couple of weeks ago, I asked them about like the rising European players. Was like the best, the four of the best players are international right now. Yeah. And uh, he cut me off and he goes, "But who's the best player?" I was like, oh. uh, "I was like, I just said four. The four, of the five are, are the best." And he goes, "Yeah, mm-hmm. but who's the best player?" Then and I'm <laughs> no, like, "No, I want, I want the best players international." And he goes, "Okay, okay, I'll take that. I'll take that." So okay, wait, kinda, you asked Embiid? Yeah, I asked Embiid that post game. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, but He's, I'm better the than player. them." Say yeah. I'm good. He, he wanted me to say whether he was better than Jokic is basically <laughs> what he was trying to say. Interesting. And I just went, I, I played the save. I was a kind of a coward. I was like, the best player is international. That's there you I go. Yeah, it's yeah. very coy. Don't give, don't give the child what he wants. You know, uh, he, just, he was trying, man. He was trying. He was trying. <laughs> right, right. What, Jack, what did you think of the pleasantries exchange between Markel Fultz and like the team? And there's, there was a nice back and forth, I noticed. You know, like Embiid was like, you know, I think we, I think we gave up on him too early. Uh, mm-hmm. Fultz was like, I really, you know, Philadelphia can be a tough city, but they showed me love. It was all good. How are you feeling around all that? Markel Fultz and Jason Tatum are both very painful players for me to watch and contemplate because of the fact that I feel like Embiid has a couple chips if they if they make the right decision on on that trade and don't do it and just take Jason Tatum at the three spot or, you know, whatever, whatever, or draft him first if, if they had to trade up for it. So I don't know. I, and then, you know, Ben Simmons, I find myself, the Sixers and the Nets played a really great competitive game, obviously without KD, but it was, it was very fun. And I find myself still getting excited for when, 
like Ben Simmons had the best quarter I think he's had this season, maybe in the third quarter, just being aggressive and getting into the paint. So I'm just, I'm, I'm ruined by my, my history as a Sixers fan. I, <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't be objective, uh, but right. you know, when, when they're playing mind games with Simmons, I'm like, well, you know, Fultz is the, the real reason we're, we're all here. You understand? <laughs> right, um, right, right. but anyways, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I, I, I think, it's all silly and everybody should be friendly. Yeah. Oh, and, and it looks like, and yeah, not to say that there's any bad blood. Cause I feel like most Sixers fans enjoy seeing that he's getting on, uh, you know, in Orlando, which is always nice to see yeah, yeah. If, for a moment. There too. was, I think but before this, I remember before this podcast was out and Mark Fultz was having trouble with the shooting. We were always like, what, what has to happen? Well, it was, I, I did give him some pointers right after he was drafted oh, okay. and told him to, <laughs> you know, work, work with a tennis ball and, and, uh, <laughs> softball and did. and your old high school coach yeah my old high school coach gave him <laughs> the the shot doctor uh tri- tm i do have right. a trademark next to that um, I love it. anyways i am i am glad every time he's healthy and putting up some impressive stats and he's he's really like a, a fun person to watch yeah should we take a break come yeah. back and talk about some movers and shakers why not as long as they're yeah. moving somewhere that's right <laughs> The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DK Hoops for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800Gambler.net. In New York, call 877 8 HOPE NY or text HOPE NY 467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 789 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG dot com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals each week i'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever i'm talking marcus dixon olympic gymnastics Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. And we're back. I feel like we're starting to see things shape into a standings 
that I wouldn't have been shocked by, like at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. So the Pelicans, I mean, we we did say the Pelicans were going to be good. I didn't necessarily think they were going to be at the top of the West like they were a couple weeks ago. They have since then gone one and nine over the last ten. Uh, they're down to the eighth seed in a playing spot. Pacers one and nine over the last ten, and then the Wolves and Clippers, who I think we expected to be pretty solid this year, are six and four and seven and three. Uh, or the Clippers are six and four. Wolves seven and three over the last ten. Uh, Warriors are back in the five spot. I think the big surprise that like the team that everybody was you know expecting maybe to be contending like at best to be contending for a play in spot except for Tomer the Kings yeah Sacktown like there man what would th- what would that bet have looked like I know it would oh, been... I'm pretty sure they're they're, they're over under on wins was like 33 or something right yeah and, already and then also like not being in the playoffs since what like 2006 or whatever <laughs> right wow. so they're in the three spot in the West uh, with a yeah. four game lead in the loss column over the four seed. So they're, you know, they're solidly in there, but the heat are now rising. Like it really feels like the past couple of weeks has been a reversion to the mean of like what people's expectations were heading into the season. So I don't know. Now I think you have to factor in like strength of schedule guys are in and out. Like that stuff matters. Um, so yeah, I think the Clippers finished the first half of the, the season before the All-Star break playing the most games of any team in the in the league. I think it's like 60, I want to say 61 or 62, somewhere like that. So, Oh, wow. Um, yeah, in March they have they have like four different sets of three days off or two days off. They have they have a bunch of days off in March. So they, they got like a very front-loaded schedule and then like the second half is very, very light. I don't know. I don't know why we call it second half. Just right. 20 games left, but... Um, they have a very, you know, lax second half. So I guess it, that all that all factors into it. You look at the rest days and who's in and out and all that. Um, a lot of guys start the season hot and then kind of cool off. Like I think the Blazers kind of started hot and they they felt like they kind of peaked too early. Um, so you know the Clippers are starting to play well. The Warriors are starting to play well. They're somehow back in the five seed after it felt like they were the thirteenth seed like a week and a half ago or something like that. <laughs> but it's so, all right. so close together out west. You know, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. I mean the Lakers are. The Lakers are what are they? Thirteenth right now, and they're three games out of the six seed. Like, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely yeah. insane. Oof. And then yeah, even Memphis too. They're starting to slip ever since uh, that little showdown with Shannon Sharp went down. Feels like Jaw hasn't uh, quite <laughs> quite found it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> All right, we we do want to. I think we've made a decision on who mm-hmm. at least temporarily gets our nickname. That we've been looking for the right candidate for yeah. business decision. Mm-hmm. The business decision being what? How do we, and as we define a business decision on this show is... Is somebody who is about to be on a poster and then makes the correct business decision to not contest the dunk <laughs> and just get out of the way. Do not uh, engage. As quickly as possible. Do not engage. Do not engage. <laughs> um, and I think I think we have it. With. It's from last season, but I, this this does embody our definition of a business yeah. decision. You're going up, you realize, no, actually, <laughs> I'm going to be, I'm going to sit in the no smoke section. Yes, <laughs> in fact, and it the is. Way Neil Frankie smoked his head down. The way yeah. he just put his head down, I was like, nope, nope. Frankie smoke <laughs> said no smoke for me. Yeah, it's truly. So we're gonna we'll link off to it in the footnotes of this footnotes. episode. And uh, on Twitter, just, Super Producer Jabari found this and, and linked off to it on Twitter. But 
And he did, he did uh, kindly contrast this with what I did in high school, which I went up against seven footer Dan Gadzurik and tried to contest every dunk after he had dunked on me oh. 13 times. I was like, this 14th one, this one, it's I'm going to stop one. him. Yeah. This is the one where my jumping <laughs> skills exponentially increase. Yes. Wow. So you were kind of like a punch drunk boxer. Like, in yeah, the ring. it was the Rocky one of getting dunked on. I was just punch drunk and still, you know, I thought I was going to get like style points or something. It was in this gym. Oh, there, there was like up. nobody there. And it was just me getting abused. Well, look, and that's what it takes to make proper business decisions. Yeah, uh, that's why I admire this so much. Tomer, you play ball. Like, you ever you ever come across uh, some moments like that? I mean, look, you know, egos aside, because this has been a touchy question we've realized on the internet. Nobody wanted to come and really? admit when they've had to... We, we put it to our listeners, like, hey, anybody else had some business decisions they had to make? And people were hitting us up in the DMs. And we're like, just, just uh, reply to the tweet. I mean, I've always been I've always been the type of guy who just like if I know if I know the guy's trying trying try to slam it, I'm just I'm just gonna go for the arm as hard as I can. And so oh, one okay. time I, I did get the arm. I did like Jason I did Tatum. Sorry. Block a dunk. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I did block a dunk, just got in here. And um the next time he decided to use two hands. So oh, that, uh, yeah. well. That's not yeah. fair. Did you tell him that's not fair as he was dunking it over you with two hands? Hey, no fair, no fair. You look at the ref. You look at the ref after. Oh, ref, no fair, man, no fair. Uh, yeah, no fair. he used two hands on that one. Yeah. So ever since ever since I got two hand dunked on in high school, um, I was, yeah, it's just not worth it. Just not worth but, it. I'll, if it's if it if I, if I think I can go for the arm, I, I I would do it. Other than that, I'm just it's not worth it. Uh, and yeah. the older I got, the more I'm like, well, it's just it's just a game. I don't. I don't I don't need to get done. Yeah. I don't need to, I don't need to take a charge here or, 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 you know, uh, contest this shot here. Go ahead. Have your highlight. I'm just going to go back down and try to, you know, get to the bucket or something, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and I don't have a bruised ego at that point. So it's yeah. just yeah, a win-win right, right, at right, that of course. point. You get to dunk. I'm not, I don't have a bruised ego. We're okay. We all win. I do want to say just the, the technique he uses Frankie Delacchino in okay. this, uh, is so he jumps, but his body, like, so his legs jump, thinking I'm, I've got to contest this because I'm, I'm the defender in an NBA basketball game. But like you can see as like the signal from his brain travels down his body to <laughs> like recognize like, oh, I'm going to get dunked on if I don't do something drastic. And so his like eyes go dead and then his hands go down to his side like he's doing like the, the pencil dive that you yeah. do when you're jumping into the pool, like up. And then like he also... I don't know. It reminds me of like what they tell you to do against a bear attack. Like if a bear is attacking you, you just go limp like that. Oh, he don't just fight does, back. Yet. Yeah. Don't fight back. Don't and be just like kind of make yourself small. <laughs> yeah, Don't be interesting. I think, I, I think, I think Neil Aquino was considering international relationship between Canada and France and didn't want to start yeah, anything. Wow. Yeah. Got so it. He wanted to, you know, business decision internationally as well. It's not just, yeah, it is a Wiggins dunk. So yeah, yeah that's true. I just love though, like how early though he gives up. Like he's still he's still on the ground here, and then as soon as he gathers to go up, he st- he gave up right here because he start immediately starts tucking his arms. Yeah, you know arms it go down. Yeah, it's as soon as his arms go down. As soon as Wiggins puts his hands back, Nikki yeah. is like, you know what? This is gonna end badly. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> oh he no, it. he's cocking it back. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Uh, well, look, 
Uh, I, I mean, look, uh, Tomer, do you have any other, do, do any other memories hit your brain of other business decisions in the past that you felt like, you know, that... Oh, getting dunked on wasn't enough? Yeah. Maybe I want more. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I mean, like, of, of that you can even recall from seeing in the NBA or, or games past, because I feel like we, all, we always want our listeners to always be looking out for these kinds of interesting moments that we're trying to give definitions to, like making a big business decision. <sighs> I can't think of any one moment. And I don't mean to put you on the spot. So yeah. <laughs> no, we can't. I can't. I can't think of any one moment. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm a big fan of those. I, I love when guys just admit, you know, in yeah. midair that they're just not getting this. Yeah. Is that almost now? Now that I think about it, what would be more satisfying to the person dunking is right. to be like, oh, he made a business decision, right? Or is it to like you know flex up over the vanquished when they're on the ground after? Because I don't know, part of you be like, yeah, you already knew. You did not even want to sign up for that. And I don't, so now I'm trying to think, what what's jump with me if ego? you want to go viral? You know, that's, <laughs> right? right. Job ja, ja would agree. I think I think Job ja will take it both ways. But uh, you know, the glory of cocking back and detonating on someone seems to be yeah. pretty satisfying. I I wouldn't know personally. No, I would not. <laughs> but just like the sounds that Dan Gedzurik was making when he was dunking <laughs> on me, it seemed to be sounds of great satisfaction and joy. <laughs> oh, you felt that, huh? Love that. You're like, what? I feel like this is probably disrespectful to to to, to give up midair. If you if you're the guy, with wow, the guy. Yeah, 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 you really just don't just don't back up oh, like, like, and give up. Yeah, kind of like a warrior code. Yeah, it's like, like bro, you, you came jump, into the Coliseum. This it. is to death, baby. This is yeah. to death. Step I would have went up with you too. And if you killed me, then it's what it is. What it is. There you go. Okay, mm -hmm. there you go. Because if you block that shot, you're flexing on him. Exactly. So. Yeah, although although it is a terrible look to be like going up and be like, oh, he's dunking it, and then be like, you know what, arms across my chest as if I'm going down like a yeah. emergency slide on an airplane that's yeah, being evacuated. That's the, I think that's the move. That's the business decision I want to see: crossed arms <laughs> like you're going down the slide off and coming off of the yeah. airplane, or like a water slide. Yeah, that's yeah, too yeah. intense. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tomer, as somebody who gets to see a good deal of NBA action in person, is there a player? that you've seen in person that just you, you would tell people like, don't talk about this person's game until you've seen them in person. Honestly, I think post injury Kawhi has been pretty badly disrespected. Yeah. Um, and I think people just, and you never know how someone's going to come off of, you know, an ACL injury. I think he's one that is so you can never speed him up. He's going to play his own game, no matter what you're doing. Honestly, Steph Curry, if you just watch him like in an arena, watch him move off the ball. Damn, that guy's stamina and that guy's uh, just cardio is, is, is through the roof. I yeah. mean, it's it's really insane to watch it in person because defenders have to go through screens, run through screens. It's just it, it's crazy to watch, honestly. I know I know it's tough to pick. It's kind of whack to pick the stars, I guess. But like just the way those guys um, are methodical, not sped up, uh, yeah. playing their own game, I think is, is really, really fun to watch. I think the Curry thing is really interesting because we were talking about, you know, his conditioning. And how other NBA players who even attempt like some of the drills he does are just like vomiting within like 20 seconds, basically. Oh, easily. Yeah. yeah. And I can like, yeah, because I mean, I've, I've I actually haven't seen Steph play in person, but that is like to, when I hear you say that, I'm like, yeah, actually, that is something I feel like I would really want to see in person because just reading about his fitness regime and what he does to stay in condition is enough for me to be like, uh, yeah, that, that, yeah. that sounds about right. He, he not only needs to be able to like run all the, all that distance, like, you know, top speed, but he's doing it while trying to keep his heart rate below a certain level, which is like the level at which he knows he can shoot well. So right. 
like that that's just it's a whole different level of precision that i i was not aware existed <laughs> prior to him um, i feel like uh it's one more thing i'm gonna throw one more thing out there yeah i guess uh one thing one player i think is like an underrated level of strong is probably like demontis sabonis um mm. oh, he doesn't look like the biggest guy and i think like when, for example, when Steven Adams says that's a big guy, like a right. strong guy, that, that you know, that yeah. probably should catch your attention. Like he's a guy who, who doesn't yeah. look super bulky, but that guy in the post is just going to back you down no matter who you are. He is so st- wide, strong base, just nice built. Uh, it's just, he's incredible. Yeah. He's, he's another guy who I think his, his, his post, his post game and his, his strength is not really talked about as much because you don't really see that until you see like in person for example so yeah. right where steven adams reads as like you could put him in roles that were written for andre the giant and you'd be like yeah i mean that's oh yeah that's that's about right for you sure. could lift that car up with one hand um <laughs> all right uh should we talk about some performances real quick yeah yeah let's give let's hand out some flowers real quick Luca put up a 53, 7 and 5 versus the Pistons. Uh, started the game with 24 of his team's 30 points. Um, just the wow, ball that dominance. Box score and looks wild. Precision. <laughs> like the ball dominance and ability to make that work uh, again continues to be unparalleled with Luca. Yeah. And there was also, I, I read a stat that he, he hasn't scored 50 points outside of the state of Texas. Oh, really? it's come, yeah, it's come against the Spurs and the uh, Rockets like this season that he's huh. just like, he's like, not, he's like, yeah, Texas is where he goes off at the highest level. It turns out I'm like, okay, the That's big state, maybe it always feels like home to him. Well, you saw him when he showed up in that cowboy outfit to the game and just looked very, was that, was that a Christmas day game? I'm trying to remember I why so. I was watching I a game so. where Luca was arriving, uh, but he, he just looked like a kid who just like got in a costume and was like, had yeah. the most fun. He with looked it. like Mike TV from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> the kid who had like the cowboy guns and stuff. Yeah. But there was a great moment afterwards where they're talking about it's like, hey, you know, Luca, you're, you're you're not bad with your mouth. You know, you like to talk a little bit of trash. Like, what are your feelings on that? And there's this this exchange, but his answer about his like love of trash talk sent just shivers down my spine just in the way he answered. Uh, I, have, I have no problem with that. It's, it's basketball. Uh, gets me going for sure. Uh, I don't have no problem with that. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, that is a, it's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> There's almost something perverse about like, oh, yeah. the look on it his face when he says it. He went, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's me. Yeah. Like, whoa, whoa. Yeah. He just said yes. <laughs> but it was, yeah. <laughs> Which I think, again, I love that. It just felt like something like a Batman villain would say. His mouth uh, said, yeah, but his eyes said, feed me, daddy. Uh, which was <laughs> never ending, never ending. Giannis put up a 50 13 versus the Pelicans, uh, capped it off with a pull up three and did it all in 30 minutes. And it was just, yeah. When he's going towards the basket and they're throwing three bodies at him and he's just matrixing himself through the time space continuum, uh, it's, it's pretty cool to watch. The three body problem. The three body problem. That's what, <laughs> yeah, the, the, that's what he solves on the regular. Yeah. There was some, some wild stat. I mean, like across like the last four games, like how he's just like the most potent score with like the least amount of minutes, but you know, he's, he's coming back with a bang. I think recently he was asked to like, how do you feel? Are you better th- this season than last season? He's like, yeah. 
but y'all oh, not yeah. seeing it yet. And you're like, oh no. What do you say? Y'all aren't what? He's like, he's like, you're just not seeing it yet. And yeah, you're like, yeah. uh, mental. Oh, yeah, no. it's like that. Yeah. I'm like, huh? Please. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> and Chris Middleton's back. Come on now. Oh, yeah. I got to hold him back. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, they look terrifying in that game. Granted, the Pelicans were banged up, but like they, they looked scary and like they were having fun. And then they did it to the Pacers. I mean, that, that, there were some dunks in that game that, barring if Ja Morant didn't exist, they would be my dunks of the year from Giannis. There, there was one that was, it involved a bad business decision. I'll say that. Um, <laughs> and turnover. Grayson Allen pushing it. Finding Giannis. Goodness, the building is buzzing right now. And what a pass. Kawhi versus the Hawks. It's a good point about like just his economy of motion. Like there's no wasted movement. It's just always so efficient, just directly gets to his spots. Um, and it just like looks inevitable. And there there's no other player. I heard this the this was true of Michael Jordan, that is like he just every part of him was incredibly strong. There's another player where you can like see how strong their hands are the way you can with Kawhi. Like his, just when he's defending someone or when he's holding someone off, it's just wild. Like it's just like a piece of steel. <laughs> I don't know if you ever had a chance to, or if you have a chance to try to watch his, just his shot release, watch how the ball looks so tiny in his, in his palm and watch yeah. the release. It looks like he's throwing like a little tennis ball, like a normal person throwing a tennis ball. <laughs> yeah. It's, That's it's why that I- weird. He wasn't a good shooter when he came to the league because, like, that is that makes it really hard to shoot when your hands are right. when. Can I get a bigger ball, man? Come on. Yeah, <laughs> it was like I, I couldn't shoot a golf ball from three point range, but he is on point. He's shooting well. Like when you know when he has it going, he's he looks really good. I'm starting to believe the Clippers are going to make some noise. And then <sighs> yeah, Sac- yeah. Sacramento, there there was like a. University of Kentucky showdown between De'Aaron Fox and Anthony Edwards uh, and Sacramento won that one. Uh, De'Aaron Fox dropped 32. Malik Monk dropped 19 off the bench. So Wildcat fans were probably enjoying that one. And Hot Cheetos fans as well. Yeah, what was the Hot Cheetos thing? <laughs> we'll get to that. Fries. Hot fries. Oh, Hot Fries. It was Chester's Hot Fries. Hot fries. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Three bag. Right. He's He's got a three bag problem. Well, that brings us to the hot seat, I guess. Yeah, let's take a quick we break. We'll come back and do a rapid fire, eh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DKHOOPS. That's code DKHOOPS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See DKNG for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. And we're back. And Tomer Azarli, you are about to embark on the fastest-paced question-and-answer segment in podcast history. We call it the rapid-fire round of questioning. Uh, we're going to ask TM, you a question. Trademark. TM, TM, trademark. We're going to ask you a question. Don't think too long. It's like a chess pass. Like, just chess pass it right back. No mm. no reactions. Like, here's a question, okay. boom, right back. Okay. And so we want it to straight out your brain. Don't yeah. take, don't give extended answers. If we start talking about some nonsense, Tomer, please keep us on track, the host. This is uh, kind of your responsibility as the guest also okay. in this segment is to kind of drive it as well. You might want to look down and notice that the seat you're sitting in uh, just became the hot seat. Yeah. Uh, registered trademark. Um, yeah. Yeah. Brought to you All by right Chester's Hot Fries. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Miles, why don't you go first? All right. Here we go. Wow. Thank you. We didn't even have to fight over that one. Shall we? Here we go. Start the clock! My gosh. Tolera, Darlie, if you could bet on any fan base to make the in-arena challenge shots, you know, like the layup, free throws, three-pointer, half-court, you know, that whole thing, which fan bases or fan base would you bet on to do that successfully? Lakers. Really? Yeah. I mean, they've they've had three half-court winners this year. Oh, that's true. Three alone this year. Three half-court winners just this year? I think it was like 100,000, 70,000... 30,000? The, the, the amount resets every time someone makes it. Right. Yeah. So, like, they, they've had three of them this year. Three half-court winners. Yeah, it's it's insane. I mean, that team has... that. The Lakers should bring every one of those guys and sign them. Like, a yeah. day and see if they get some We need shooters. Yeah, we need some shooters, lasers so. out there. I mean, I already forgot about my man who drove for Uber Eats and hit that buzzer beater. <laughs> uh, Matt Ryan. Yeah, Matt Ryan. See? This, this is... This is where we're at. And, and I think and he actually got, got on the team from hitting a half-court shot, I think, during halftime. So, <laughs> yeah. So and then yeah, it's summer league, yep. Got him for that game, hit the shot, and then he just actually dropped off some Uber Eats for me yeah. uh, <laughs> earlier this week. Like, so, I was just waiting for you on TV. Oh, He's man. like, hey, let's not make, big, big let's not make a thing out of it. 
He's like, also, why so many Frosties from Wendy's? You're like, hey, relax, man. Why are you asking so many questions? Okay. We, we were asking because uh, the Pacers gave somebody $500 for doing... Yeah, that's embarrassing. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah. You're an NBA but it also suggests that the... they're just like, yeah, of course you're going to hit that. You're from Indiana. Uh, yeah. Church of basketball. Disrespectful. Minimum, minimum. If it, was, was it a half-court shot? Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. that's minimum 10 Gs. Easy. Come Free on throw, three... Half court shot. Oh, they like, had to make all those? Yeah. Oh my god, that's that's disrespectful. Yeah, that yeah. Disrespectful Thank you. To give me we got to call the UN. You know they what I mean? To, the Human Rights Council yeah. on this. Like they, this needs to be readdressed. They need to yeah. come back. I think. Okay. Okay. Look, right. look, 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 give me more questions. I've only had one so far. Wow. Okay. Tomer is really okay. Okay. So he's he listening fired to me show. up, and I've only got one. All right. So all right. Far. Okay. Yeah. You're right. Thank you, Tomer. We should keep this going. Jack, what's up? Anthony Edwards recently acknowledged a three-bag-per-day habit of hot Cheetos fries. Uh, I believe it was 21 a week. So, yeah. you know, we're averaging there, but we, we don't know if, like, on Saturdays he's putting down 18 and then, like, three on another oh, day. But anyway, right, right, what right. was or is your wildest eating habit when you were a young athlete like Anthony Edwards? Uh, McDonald's McChickens. How many are you putting down? Um, I mean, there was a McDonald's right outside our high school. So, I mean, yeah. I don't want to say we we're going every day, but we were going maybe like three times a week. Yeah. Uh, right. Two McChickens for like two bucks. So I would and say tell me this. probably five to six a week. And was like the like the biggest hooper on your team, did he have the worst diet of every any person on earth? <laughs> did it follow that? Because there was a trend of hooper, like people around me where I was just like, are you guys even serious about your bodies? Because... You're, you play really well, but all you eat is like ice cream. I don't remember. I, I actually don't remember. I actually, I used to eat really well. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I used to eat a lot of home-cooked meals. We used to watch a lot of, okay. a lot of what I ate. But having a McDonald's right outside your high school is just dangerous. Yeah. It's just yeah. It's really, yeah. really bad. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm talking like we walked for maybe like a minute and we got there. <laughs> like, it was right, there, right, like right. right there. So, right. um I don't know about his diet. I don't. I can't remember honestly. I can't remember. Yeah. No. I just feel like there's there's just something always unfair about like these elite athletes. You're like, yeah. What's your secret? Like, I don't know. Twenty one bags of Chester hot fries a week. And you're like, what? Yeah. I remember All there right. was like a takedown <laughs> piece on Jordan. It was like Jordan rules, and they're like, he just polished off a pepperoni pizza. Like this guy doesn't take it, and it's like actually you're just making him seem more like a superhero, man. Like that's right. unbelievable that he doesn't watch what he eats and is just like, <laughs> yeah. Tell me, you never hit up that that Tommy's on Victory. Isn't that just up the street? Dog, from yeah. So I have, but it was you That's know what? too much. I felt like I gained. I felt I felt so heavy after that. Yeah, that McChicken's at least felt. I felt relatively it's light. Chicken. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Rather than you a know. chili burger from yeah. Tommy's. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. Tommy's is just OD, man. No, that's just that's yeah. crazy. All right. Tell me, we really got to keep this moving, man. We can't just keep talking about obscure burger chains on Victory and Kester. You're right. You're right. Van Nuys. We got to keep this segment moving. With All-Star Weekend coming up in a few weeks, you have the chance to put together an all-time three-point competition. Which four shooters from throughout NBA history are you picking? I guess like when they were playing, I'm guessing we're talking. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. they have to yeah, be no. the current age. No. <laughs> George Gervin now. <laughs> yeah, I'd want to see uh, Clyde Drexler. No, um, I guess we'll go. I mean, is it Steph, Clay, Ray, and Reggie, right? Yeah, I think Ray that's Allen, it. Reggie Miller. I feel like it's I mean, there are no right, there's no time. wrong answers, right or wrong answers, but that's that's powerful. Yeah, that's a good. Take Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen. Probably, yeah, see how yeah. those guys do. If you could add a fifth, who would you add? Sorry to augment the question like that, but just wanted to see who else you got. 
the list just disappears from after that. Maybe Kyle Korver, I guess. Interesting. Oh, okay. Maybe a JJ Reddick. Oh, I'd be interested nice to bring in form. like some of the people from the '80s that you know weren't shooting as much as those guys, like a Larry Bird, for instance. Have you heard of that guy, Larry Bird? He played for no, the Celtics for a little bit, up. and like he was apparently <laughs> real cocky and uh, like like to talk trash around the three point contest. I think that'd be interesting to like put yeah. him out there. Or Craig Hodges. Craig Hodges, man. I think so. Jabari said Dale Ellis. Jabari said no problem. Yeah, Dale okay, Ellis. Yeah. Interesting. Give him a shot. Um, all right. You can go back in time and watch any single NBA game, game from throughout history. Which game are you choosing? <laughs> or game. Or game. In person or on TV? In person. person. Oh, uh, you Pistons, want. Cavs, game uh, five. In um, LeBron's seven. Yeah. The, the game where he had 25 in a row and 29 of 30. That yeah, was I just went back and watched that earlier this year. Yeah, that was it. That was the that game was that where it was like, I, I, oh, this was... is going to be our next two decades. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I was a Braun fan, then I watched that, and I was like, yo, this dude is crazy. Get I mean, this dude, He was doing things he's never done before, like behind the back dribble to a sidestep three. Like, I'd never seen him make that move in his life, and he was hitting yeah. shots in overtime like that. So, yeah, it'd be, ga- it'd be game five, Pistons, Cavs, 2007 uh, conference finals. Yeah, you could, like, kind of see the joy. He he was like just making it up as he went and was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Fun. Now finally, Tomer, the most important question. Jack or Miles? Oh, come on. That oh, oh, oh that is tough. I'm gonna say Jack because the feed me daddy from Luca line earlier just um Wow. You're putting a run, run together. Run. You're putting a run wow. together. Oh wow! <laughs> if it wasn't for swing. the feed me daddy line, I probably would have picked Miles. I'm just no. Saying. I get it. No, you you doubled back on that after even on the break. You're like, man, that feed me down. 2023 is my year. <laughs> I panicked when he when Tomer said he liked that line. I was like, oh, um, he called out. Yeah. I hadn't watched that video before, so, so I guess Miles, thank you for bringing that up. That's yeah, fine. No, no, no. You don't have to change. You don't have to justify. Nah, that was right. Paying, you made the right call. Wait, cool. Jack, don't badger we him. Get just, it. We get it. Just, he can also pay me a compliment. Come on now. Don't <laughs> 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 be so finite with the hey, resources hey, hey, here. Hey, 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 hey. hey, stop that. I'm not stop here to relitigate what happened. <laughs> Look, oh, man. greedy. Tamara, I went 0-30 before before winning my first one. I think I think is. Isn't aren't you going? Isn't this like a three peat now? Yeah, this is three in a row. So undefeated in January after being without a win. It's really, yeah. it's, it's like Ooh. the, the plot to major league, you know? Okay. Like, so, yeah. so, so miles has been in the mountaintop and, and you know, now it's your turn is what you're saying. And you can kind of see it the way he like treats the guests, like kind of, talks <laughs> under them, you know, it's like, I'm not gonna, it's just, he's <laughs> like, I don't know, dude. Like, wait, I, I find out Jack's texting the guests during the recording behind my back <laughs> ahead of time, like coming to a financial yeah, agreement. Tomer's like, yo, what's this 310 number, man? I got like 15 texts from this dude. Be like, yeah, Miles I'm, kind I'm, of a I'm weirdo. Gonna, I'm going to wipe that after. I'm, no, no trace. No trace of evidence. Yeah, that's no face, no you. case. That's hey, right. Tomer Azarli, thank you so much for joining what us on Miles and Jack Got Mad Boosie. It's been a fantastic guest, a fantastic time. Where can people find you, follow you, and support you, and read you? All that stuff. Where, how, how, how can they get in your world? Uh, well, first of all, I appreciate you guys having me. This has been a, a, fun, a fun episode. Uh, it's cool to talk hoops and, and, and have fun, so I, yeah, I appreciate that. Appreciate um, find me on, on Twitter, on Instagram, TikTok, uh, at Tomer Azarly. That's T-O-M-E-R-A-Z-A-R-L-Y. 
Um, you can find my work on clutchpoints.com. I cover the Clippers, obviously, but we have a bunch of guys who cover teams around the league, but you can find me there. Uh, for the most part, though, I post all my stuff on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, so follow uh, my at there. Oh, okay. So you can find us on Twitter at Mad Boosties, M-A-D-B-O-O-S-T-I-E-S. Our Tweet of the Week comes off the heels of our business decisions question. Uh, with Jack's Dan Gedzerk story in mind, we asked the listeners, you know, for the former or future pros that had them making business decisions when they squared off and our Boosties listeners of the week were. First, Mr. Ricky Spanish tweeted, I played against several, but hell no. They gave me five fouls and I used all five. So that's okay. That's a business decision. Uh, at Alan Ramich uh, tweeted, Dario Saric. No further comment. Okay, Alan, I kind of need to know a little bit more. I mean, that you, you've, you've, you've got my interest. Uh, but make sure you follow us, like I said, at Mad Boosties on Twitter uh, so you can see our tweets and engage with us. Uh, and that's going to do it for us this week. We're going to be back next week because <laughs> this show don't stop. All right. We'll talk to you then. Bye. Bye, everyone. Bye. Jack's a winner. I'm a winner. This is your winner, Jack, co-host, signing off. <laughs> I wear it well, like I've always been here, you know? Just (laughs) saying things like, this is your winner, Jack. Hey, is that winner, Jack? Yes, it is. (laughs) See you later. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.